The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. My name is Dee Lee. Today I'm here with my guest host, Lynn Sherrill. With our focus on being empowered, most of us are a bit more awake than we used to be and are starting to take a really close look around us, within us and outside of ourselves. In our Mighty Gems series, we have been taking a close look at ourselves within and also now outside of ourselves from a higher perspective and looking for a balanced reflective C. Joybill said, the most adventurous journey to embark on is the journey to yourself, and the most exciting thing to discover is who you really are. The most treasured pieces that you can find are in the pieces of you. The most special portrait you can recognize is the portrait of your soul. So most humans today are um, living a normal quote-unquote, life existence in a daily state of being overwhelmed. There are so many distractions and bright, shiny objects that it can be hard to, hard, hard to actually see what's in front of you. As a result, it's easy to operate with blinders in place and be numb about your life. Sometimes we even become asleep or immune to the possibilities within and the realities around us for living a more joy-filled existence. The antidote is to simply start paying attention to the state of our own mindset, along with acknowledgement of where we are operating within our life experience, as well as being awake to see what is possible. Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And she's pretty wise. Many people look at the mirror and and see their flaws rather than their unique beauty. A multitude of studies done on happiness show that self-worth is based on self-acceptance, and self-acceptance is a natural byproduct of self-improvement habits on a daily basis. Now, self-acceptance is one of the key ingredients for life success, but also seems to be one of the least practiced focus areas of daily living. There can be a possible feeling of apathy about the core self, believing um, I was born this way, or maybe I'm not worthy, or even I'm unlovable. As important to your life 
quality as breathing, it is vital to identify special uh, specific qualities, characteristics, and traits about yourself that you can happily accept and at the same time be objective in what you want to improve. So today we're really exploring self-acceptance and we're looking at each of us as a unique and wondrous being because that's what we are. When's the first time that you knew you were an individual? Can you remember that? Um, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the exact moment, but you know, it's it's. Um, it was after high school. Yeah, and it kind of dawns on you, and you start individuating yourself, and and then you really have to, you know, figure out who you are. And then I think a lot of us, uh, I just saw something the other day that said, you know, I took the first 40 years, of my, it took me 40 years to get to know and love myself, and I don't care if you do or not, I don't have another, you know, that many years to waste trying to convince you, you know. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's kind of good. <laughs> so, and really, Thich Nhat Hanh, who is, um, he's the Buddhist monk said, to be beautiful means to be yourself. You don't need to be accepted by others. You need to accept yourself. And yeah. that's really the key. You know, self-acceptance is everything. Because if, if you're dependent on uh, other people to tell you who you are or that you're okay or that you're enough, uh, you know, it's a hard life. That's hard. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're always waiting for somebody else, right? You know, your life doesn't move forward. So, yeah. So, what really determines self-acceptance, you know, in, in the first place? Well, I think we pattern it, right? We pattern it after what our parents tell us it's about. That's yeah. how we do it. We learn, our, we learn self-acceptance from the world around us. Well, and if our p- parents or peers or family members aren't accepting of themselves, then mm-hmm. that's that pattern that just k- keeps getting shifted. Yeah, we just keep playing it out which is Mm -hmm. rather um, a long time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I had, um, in third grade, my third grade teacher said, uh, when I took a math test, she said, well, you know, you really, you're not supposed to do well because girls aren't supposed to be good at math. Really? Uh Uh-huh. And she said, always let the boys be smarter than you. Oh, no. Yeah, well, my mom, <laughs> oh, my, my mom hits the ceiling. Yeah, because I used to be good at math, and suddenly I wasn't good at math. Oh, that was uh, not mm-hmm. a good discussion. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I literally took in what people said to me, and I can remember that as a really concrete experience. But, you know, it's how we're, in childhood, it's how we're primed to see ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's really, you know, uh, and and we don't know how to see ourselves objectively and, and we think, oh, that person loves us. So they're going to tell us the truth, right? You know, they love me. So they're going to, they, they're not going to say anything hurtful or what they say must be true because they love me. That's the well, other distortion, right? <laughs> were you pretty sensitive kid? Oh, gosh, yeah. And so were your parents sensitive? So did did they understand what you were going through? Not really. No, my dad had a sense, but uh, no, mm-mm. that so wasn't. They, that was an oddball. Kind of um, oblivious, probably. Just yeah, really overmatched. You know, and they would they would say something and think they're whispering, and I would hear it as a shout. Hmm. 
And it didn't matter what it was, you know, it mm-hmm. could be, could you just go clean your room? And I'd be like, stop yelling at me. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah. It's well, and unfortunately, that's kind of a continuation from their parents, too, probably. Oh, yeah. For sure, because my my mom was raised on a farm. She was the oldest of five. She had to be really responsible, and there was no time to be sensitive. And my dad was the youngest. He was uh, the runt of the litter, quote-unquote. He was born at seven months, which, you know, in that day and age, that's pretty remarkable that he, you know, made it as far as he did. Like Oh, sure. That's amazing. And so, you know, they were really on the opposite ends of the spectrum. And my dad was, uh, uh, he was uh, cancer right on the cusp. And my mom was an Aries, is an Aries woman who, you know, that's large and take charge, right? So, <laughs> and then I there's know that me. One. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah, you're an Aries, right? <laughs> Yeah. You take charge, you know, you go, you go. Now, what's interesting is that each person has different planets in different places. And so, obviously, you had planets that balance that fire energy out for you so that um, you're at a place, or you know, where you really related to some of those subtleties. And and even if you don't didn't know what the subtleties were, you I've heard you describe your childhood as you always saw the bright side of things. You always saw the mm-hmm. positive. You always looked for that. So that's a life orientation that you were naturally attuned to as a child, which is, you know, that's remarkable because it's shaped who you are today, right? I think it's, yeah, it comes from my my parents both had a pretty positive outlook. My dad, especially, he was, um, he had a heart attack when he was 17 oh, wow. and wasn't expected to live and ended up living and marrying my mom and, and he lived until he was almost um, 90. Wow. So it was quite, a, you know, he was very positive outlook every day. You know, he had to shift his perspective. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, as a kid, you know, and that was really difficult being 17 years old and um, not able to do things that, you know, a 17-year-old would want to. Right, right. So he had to have a very positive attitude just to be able to get up the next day. Mm-hmm. And he had to find things about himself that were special and unique and valuable and lovable. <clears throat> and, you know, he probably had to go up against, you know, a lot in that moment because, you know, if you don't have your physical vitality as a 17-year-old young man, <laughs> that's that's an intense uh, life lesson there. An oh, yeah. opportunity to really go past where anybody else has been. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's really um, how our minds are such an... Um, there's so much we don't know, you know, there's, um, you know, the, the whole psyche, you know, how do we pattern ourselves? How do we, um, what do we look at as being a pattern or a, it's almost like a template? Do we take mm-hmm. a template from our parents and try to act it out? Or, you know, do we pull these details from other people and try to map out something? So if, if some somehow if we were um, in the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, a lot of this would would be a lot of the patterning that we would have learned, mm-hmm. and so we wouldn't possibly maybe not even know that it was important to actually keep that in mind um, and keep it separate from you know knowing that it is ourselves mm-hmm. you know, because that and I know that. That was not a discussion we had, like, oh, is that you? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. you know, it's, um, 
if you have brothers and sisters and they're close proximity to age, you know, there's a lot of competition. And so the more that you keep to yourself, sometimes the better, or at least that's, you know, what people say. And uh, you're not out there just sharing everything, you know, because that's when people can get more hurtful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those are those um, social behaviors that sometimes are a little tricky, especially for people that are sensitive. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if we, we, you know, and it may not even be what people have said, you know, our parents or teachers or, you know, churchgoers or whatever. It's not even what they say, but it's what we hear. Mm-hmm. And if somehow, if they're even in subtle ways, if we have, if we see incongruence between what they're doing and what they're saying about us, um, you know, maybe they say, oh yeah, you look really pretty. And then they, you know, give us like, you know, hand-me-downs or whatever to wear. <laughs> you know, it's like mm-hmm. when we don't see the, you know, when it's incongruent, that confuses us. Um, and if we sort of pick up this, an overall message of, oh, you know, there's two messages that really kind of mess us up. One is, um, I'm not lovable. And the other one is, uh, I'm not worthy. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not enough. And those are really that, um, Abraham Hicks would say that everything in life kind of boils down to those two fears. And, Really, um, you know, what that does is it sets us up to regard ourselves as only conditionally acceptable. So what that means is that in in certain conditions, um, when the conditions are right, then we're acceptable, but otherwise not, you know. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we learn to regard many parts of ourselves um, with negativity and we internalize feelings of pain and and hurt that we experience, you know, from people who may not even know that that's what they're doing or parents who are thinking they're building us up when they're being really critical you know they think that they're helping us by saying oh you need to do this or you need to do that and and really they're loving us and they're trying to give us all the rules but all it does is constrict us and so then we develop a a tendency towards self-criticism and that is really you know that for i would say for every person i've ever met self-criticism is the you know the voice of the critic in your head that's the one that really you know causes problems well, that's also Albert Einstein, another wisdom set of quotes that he's, I mean, he shares so many different aspects. I felt, I, you know, he's another one of my crush guys. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to just hang out with him. You know, I think that'd be cool. Well, and, you know, his words are just, they seem so powerful, but they're so simple in some ways. Mm-hmm. You know, he said, once we accept our limits, we go beyond them. So great? it's it's almost kind of like once you know that your pattern doesn't fit, you know, go seek another pattern. You know, mm-hmm. what are, what, knowing that it's like when you when you're, um, or at least this is how I visualize this is is like when you're on a the um, downward spiral spiral of weight loss, or excuse me, getting rid of <laughs> <laughs> releasing we don't want it back so we're not going to yes. go looking for it again but it's like once once you start you know getting rid of it you're it's it's such a an exuberance because you're changing your whole self your whole system and your whole you know outside uh set of clothes you know are going to be different sizes and um you look different and you it's like that whole process, you know, that's, um, we go beyond the limits, you know, mm-hmm. we try to go in a different direction. And, and it's really um, self-acceptance is really access, acceptance of the self, 
And that's, that's one of those basic foundational um, areas that um, there's been a lot of study. And, um, you know, in 1979, uh, there was, a, you know, like some testing that was done and it had to do with mental health process. And um, what they were finding is that for the most part, people um, didn't really... Um, look at self-acceptance as being some they they looked at it as being important but most people don't spend a lot of time in that area Mm-mm, they don't and and people also want to love only certain parts of themselves you know it goes back to that conditionally acceptable mm-hmm. where they just want to they you know really we need to when we have self-acceptance we are loving ourselves warts and all you know, it's just, it's the good, the bad, the ugly. It's all part of us. And it's those things that are so different about us and maybe quirky or whatever. Those are the things that actually other people love about us. Because if we were all the same, it would be a beige world. I mean, what's to love? You just kind of slide off each other. We'd be a world of thumbs or something. <laughs> you know, it's like nobody could connect with anybody. So it's actually the weird, quirky idiosyncrasies, you know, the things that, um, you know, that we like that nobody else does, the things that make us weird the people that resonate with that or who can accept us for that those are the people we have the bonds with and the same goes for ourselves. if we can look at that stuff and go you know what i'm okay with being weird i I just saw something today um on facebook here's a quote for you this is great tired of trying to cram her sparkly star-shaped self into society's beige square holes she chose to embrace her ridiculous awesomeness and shine like the freaking supernova she was meant to be I am. That's what it's about, right? That's a mouthful of words. It really is. <laughs> and yeah. we're accepting that that is quite the mouthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you yeah. go. And so, so what, how do you break that one down? You know, that's <laughs> that's really taking a mouthful and trying to break it down into looking at the patterns and looking at how to break it into parts. Yeah, just go be a supernova. Yeah. <laughs> And with that note, we're going to take a quick um, break and come back and uh, do some more focus words here. Have you ever met a muse or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join TheMightyMuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. IntelliKey dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the IntelliKey to become a cat. So what is human IntelliKey? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellikey.com. Be who you are here to be. 
And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellikey.com That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com You are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. And we're um, having some time here talking about... um, a fun topic called self-acceptance, and it's a very foundational element for um, having a sense of happiness. And it's one that a lot of people really kind of gloss over when they're really taking an opportunity to consider themselves and um, looking inside of themselves deeper. Um, and really, you know, in past in recent past, there have been uh, psychologists who've been studying happiness more more than they had in a lot of ways, and they've really identified um, that this is one area that is really an area that most people gloss over so so much that um, there is a, a chance that you know they'll be diving into. Uh, trying to do improvement on top of something that's not very solid. And so what we're doing is doing um, a foundational, you know, we're looking at some focus words to get a little understanding here too of what we're talking about in more depth. And there's some words that um, we wanted to just do a little quick uh, definition just for the all on the more or less the verbal page. Um, having to do with compassion and grounding, because uh, some of these and respect um, can be a little confusing because different people have different interpretations. And so we're we're re- very focused on our session today, uh, talking about self acceptance. And so in that view, we're kind of like with a magnifying glass. And so we want to be sure that we're um, having these different focuses ourselves because. Uh, like Steve Goodyear said, get yourself grounded and you can navigate even the stormiest roads in peace. <laughs> so true. I mean, it's one where um, people get sweaty palms when they have to talk about themselves sometimes. And, um, you know, compassion is not just for other people, but it's also for yourself. And connecting with yourself is what we're really focused on here, not from a, what someone might term as selfish, but more from a ability to, um, you know, touch the inner soul of your, yourself and be connected because that's really um, part of the area that would be giving you a grounded effect, literally. Mm-hmm. Well, the only place that we can really experience life is in the present, right? The mm-hmm. past is already done. The future's not here yet. The only way to really live your life is to be present. And yet so often we're in, oh, what's, what's the, even in a conversation, what's the other person going to say? Because here's what I want to say. You know, I wish I'd hurry up and get done talking because I want to say this. Now. You know, it's like, it's not even a conversation anymore. So, you know, uh, and, and yeah, we don't have the, a really great 
uh, education or experience with really being present now, grounding in this moment in our bodies, in the feelings that we're feeling in the moment. We just don't have that. And people do it in a lot of different ways. And so mm-hmm. um, meditation is one we've, we've discussed, you know, different um, ideas around some of these. And um, part of it is really investigating for yourself what works for you. And sometimes it's as simple as sitting up, you know, sitting out in a natural scene, leaning up against a tree mm-hmm. or go hug, go hug a tree. I mean, that can be very powerful. You know what? I led someone once. I did a, I used to do um, guided visualizations and Mm -hmm. I had a client who he was on the go all the time, high pressured in an unhappy marriage with a a father of two young kids and two boys. And he, um, his strategy for coping with life was uh, having a glass, a glass every night. You know what I mean? So he was, he turned to that to kind of numb himself out just to not feel all that he was feeling. And so he said, I don't want to do that anymore. So do your thing. So I got it. I led him through this guided visualization. (laughs) It took about half an hour, 40 minutes. When we were done, he just, he was like made of concrete. He was like, I'm not leaving this moment. I'm not leaving this moment. Because he was like, I feel so good. This is it. (laughs) And it was the first time he'd actually been in his body. And he couldn't even remember the last time. Oh, my. So, yeah. So when you can be in your body, you don't need... Um, you know, any of those artificial things, you know, and, and some people will use, um, oh, I don't know, distractions or gossip or cleaning their house or um, being in other people's business or, you know, substances or whatever. We will do all kinds of things to distract ourselves from being in that full presence of ourselves because we don't know any better. And we're harder on ourselves than, you know, we would be on other people. The things that we say to others, you know, that to ourselves, we would never say to others. Never. We're so much meaner to ourselves, right? Well, and have, that's part of having self-respect. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, it's, it's really, that's a word that is um, another, miscon- I mean, people can miscommunicate it to themselves as well as to other people. Um, not just what they say, but also how their actions are. You know, And so part of the self-acceptance is not just getting in the blah and going, okay, here I am. <laughs> it's really diving in deeper and saying, okay, well, this is, I'm really understanding myself. I'm very unique. And this is what, you know, this, these are my personality traits and these are my talents. And I, I feel good about this. Um, and really tap into getting to give yourself a, a definition spot to start. And some of it would be even, um, it can be complex because, you know, sitting and talking to yourself, I mean, I do it all the time, but it's one where I don't enunciate, I'm listening and speaking to myself, but you can also do um, journaling. That's an area that some people have tried and had success. So you can you can explore questions and you could actually start writing yourself a story. You know, and, and pretend like you're the, the key actor in the scenario and draft up. This is what you know, I've tried. It's re- actually rather fun because you can, you can draft up a whole story around yourself. Not I would have sh- to do alternative endings. I'd have to have like five yeah. different ways I can go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I mean, <laughs> but it, it's it's up to the person to um, explore that. And it could be that all five are different hats. Mm-hmm. Depends upon the mood. And so, and it could start down like a whodunit. You know, it's, um, people do it to themselves. So they're, they're the, um, both the, the story and the investigator. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, it also works if you write a letter from your future self looking hmm. back. You know, so if you were to, uh, I don't know, 20 years from now, just or 10 years from now, imagine what your life would be, where you would be, who you would be, what you'd be wearing, where you'd be living, all that stuff, and then sit down and write yourself a letter and say, here's how I got here. Mm-hmm. And give directions from your future self. It's pretty interesting. Well, and then doing that, you know, you can take scenarios and you can um, say, okay, well, not everybody's going to make a decision and have it, it be the right decision. I mean, that's, that's a given. Mm-hmm. So if you can also forgive yourself, that's a key word. Mm-hmm. Because by the time you have you know, gotten to a point where you have a sense of respect for yourself, you also want to say, I, I, I forgive myself. So that's a big release because you don't want to be carrying the world around because mm-hmm. obviously it's not possible. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can try. But it's it's also very detrimental to you and your health, your mental health, your physical health, and you're normal. I mean, you're, people make mistakes. And that's, you know, if you take a, a premise that mistakes are not uh, negative, but it's a way to learn, it's, it's something that you can forgive yourself and say, okay, I let that go. I don't need that anymore. And yeah, I have a client. Me, yeah, and many of my clients actually get stuck in that in perfectionism. They have to be perfect before they move forward, or um, if they can't do it perfectly, they don't want to try it at all. You know, but part of life is what you said. You got to make mistakes and then move on to the next whatever it is. So mm-hmm. yeah, just respect yourself enough to try, and then forgive yourself if it did, if you had an unexpected outcome. <laughs> That's yeah, all it and- was. It's something where you can still be joyful and you can be happy and you can you can have the opportunity to um, take the parts that you feel like you need to investigate further. You know, so it's it's really um, not doing a whole lot of negative process, but also just you know separating things into um, maybe smaller areas that you can try to understand. And that's, I think, what self-acceptance is, is really not taking on the whole shebang, but saying, okay, well, I accept my my basic self. You know, I'm a good person, and I do these different things. And basically, then you can build from there, too. And I I think that's where um, some of the the research that's been done is um, there's been such a push to improve us. (laughs) Yeah, let's improve us, you know. Mm -hmm. but if we don't have a solid foundation to start with of understanding, what are we improving? Well, we're doing it based on somebody else's direction instead of how it actually feels for us. Exactly. And, and you know, there's people, I've worked with people who just consistently have to fix themselves. Like they're, they're always looking for something to improve. They never get to enjoy who they really are. Right. Mm-hmm. So who are they when they look in the mirror? Right. You know? That's the question. You can mm-hmm. rip a page out of a book and say, here I am. 
<laughs> usually, so I, feel, I usually look and go, wow, I am a constant source of entertainment to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that makes you laugh, right? Yeah, totally. Absolutely. But I also laugh when I look in my closet because I'm like, I'm never going to fit those clothes again. And do I ever get rid of them? No, I don't. <laughs> so I have moved to how many, like four moves now, and I have four wardrobe sizes. I am hilarious. I'm an, I'm an optimist. I am an optimist. <laughs> uh, well, I had to uh, get out the bags because I had to uh, size myself down. That is impressive. So That's it's, awesome. I'm on the now. I've I've got the focus again, so it, it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. But it's but, more about how you feel, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. part of that is self esteem, and it's part of your confidence. And and as you build up these different self whatever description the words, um, it it's like a building building a foundation of a building. I mean, mm-hmm. we're walking around not solidly built, but um, I mean, we're not in the ground, but, you know, it's, it's like we're of the ground by being in the grounding effect, um, solid with um, within ourselves and also around ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that is something we present to other people, too, with having a good sense about ourselves. You know, we stand taller, we're... Um, smiling, we're we're relating to people on the outside differently, rather than wandering around with an attitude that's mm-hmm. like the the whole world um, owes you. Mm-hmm. And so, having a positive attitude is one of those uh, very basic things that um, you know. It's it's that's a, a very simple way to explain something, but it's it's one. That um, from an optimistic background, it's simple, but a lot of people don't get it, and they really look at it negatively. You know that somebody's missing something. They might think of themselves, think of that person as a light thinker. How can you be so optimistic if you really, really look around you? There's nothing to be optimistic about, is what you know people say. You know, look at the world, look at the, look around you, you know, but then on the same token, that's true, possibly that that's out there and that's a reality in, in the world, but you can still be optimistic in your own world and you can have an effect that's a ripple effect. I think that's where you have a feeling like you can do something. Well, yeah, and it's all an invitation, isn't it? Mm-hmm just all an invitation so it depends on how you look at it you could look at it and go wow you know my brakes just failed and you know i could have been killed and blah 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 or it could be like wow i guess i get to go and check out the new dealership you know or whatever it's like maybe i'm supposed to meet someone there if you just open a new possibilities and you don't judge it as something negative or bad nothing is good or bad it's only our thinking that makes it so that's what william shakespeare said yeah so, and he yeah. was the he was the the wisdom maker Mm-hmm. in those yep. thought processes my gosh mm-hmm. totally totally and you also want to follow through and when you do make a choice uh you know if you're doing that from a place of, of strength and being centered in yourself and respecting yourself then believe in that choice 
you know, making a major move to another state. You've got to believe it. You've got to have conviction. You've got to be committed. You have to be firm in your beliefs and make sure you're taking the time to understand yourself and knowing what will really make you happy. So give yourself the gift, the reward of making decisions well and then sticking to them no matter what happens after that. It's, it's all part of the process. So. Yeah, and interestingly, there was a study done, um, it, and it, it's called the 10 Keys to Happier Living. There's kind of an acronym that was uh, developed, giving dreams, or no, great dreams. And these are um, little keys for uh, having a happier living, like the first one's giving, do things for others, relating, connect with people exercising, taking care of your body, appreciating, notice the world around you, uh, trying things out, you know, keep learning new things, look for things, you know, to learn, direction, have goals, and look forward to them. I mean, looking in a positive view, resilience, find ways to bounce back, you know, if, if something doesn't work out, having emotion, you know, take a positive approach and feel um, and acceptance, being comfortable with who you are, and also looking at something that's a little bigger than yourself. You know, and a lot of that's you know being in yourself and, and being grounded. You have more capacity to offer out there. You know, something that would you know help support other things. And this was a study that was done of five thousand people, and essentially. Um, most people were coming back saying they were uh, satisfied, but interestingly, um, the self-acceptance was on the lower end of what people actually practice. E.E. Yeah. E. Cummings said, once we believe in ourselves, we can risk curiosity, wonder, spontaneous delight, or any experience that reveals the human spirit. And I think that is, you know, that is has a whole that's that needs to be up on the mirror when you're looking at it <laughs> right mm-hmm. once you believe in yourself you can risk that's the yeah. bottom line yeah yeah and curiosity is discovery and that's mm-hmm. a huge risk you know so uh, as a positive kid you know there's a lot of risk in that mm-hmm. because that's not the norm yeah, well, it's not the norm in our society at all for everybody. I mean, we learn how to communicate through the, oh, it's going to rain. Oh, how's your hip? Oh, you know, there was an accident. Oh, did you see the traffic? You know, we, we've learned to talk about those things because those are the things that can affect us adversely. So our inner reptilian brain for security and safety and stability is saying, wait a minute, what's the anomaly? What's the thing that could hurt me? And that's what it focuses on. So it's uh-huh. a pretty natural byproduct of being human. We just have, we're now being invited to transcend that and step into a higher vibration in our lives. Yeah. Robert Holden said in his book, Happiness Now, happiness and self-acceptance go hand in hand. In fact, your level of self-acceptance determines your level of happiness. The more self-acceptance you have, the more happiness you'll allow yourself to accept, receive, and enjoy. In other words, you enjoy as much happiness as you believe you're worthy for it. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's just like, wow, that's that's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And with that, we're going to power away to a commercial break, so we'll be back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Have you ever met a muse? Or considered the possibility that you are a muse and didn't know it? A muse inspires creativity, happiness, and imagination. And that's something we need every day to feel fulfilled in life. The challenge is that most media focuses on negativity. But now, there is a place for you and other musers to connect with positive energy, new possibilities, and personal growth. Join www.themightymuser.com to discover curated content designed to bring you to your best self. Becoming a muser will have a direct effect on how you feel. And as you feel good, your life is good. Join themightymuser.com. It's the choice that can change everything. Are you interested in actualizing your potential to be, do, and have more? If yes, then consider this your invitation. Intellike dates back to Aristotle, who used the word to describe the potential of a thing becoming itself. For example, a kitten has the intellike to become a cat. So what is human intellike? It's about discovering your destiny to live your freedom. Discover who you really are through one of the programs at www.humanintellike.com. Be who you are here to be. And remember, your life is a powerful expression of potential. Whether you activate that for its highest good or not is your choice. www.humanintellike.com. That's human, E-N-T-E-L-E-C-H-Y.com. You are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with D. Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems. We are exploring self-acceptance during this show. And we just left off with some really great quotes. And during the commercial break, we found another one. Um, It's from the movie called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. We accept the love we think we deserve. (laughs) Ba-bam. That's right there. That's in front of us in the mirror. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, we don't ever, um, you know, we, and, and another way to say it is we seek the teeth that match our wounds. Sure. So, you know, we all have these kind of little love scars from the past. And, you know, at some point in life, each of us feels like we're walking wounded. Um, and when we can recognize that in another, when we can have compassion, when we can recognize that common humanity, now we actually have um, goodwill towards others and then also to ourselves because we can see us through their eyes. You know, we can, mm-hmm. we can see the, you know, how we're coming across. So it's really important to just understand that uh, what we have done to ourselves in terms of self-rejection or self-denial or self-loathing even, you know, we just have to ask what we don't accept about ourselves and then bring compassion and light to that so that we can release those feelings and reclaim that power to live our lives going forward. Oh, and so, let it go. And let it go. Um, in French, that. it's what, it's tout comprendre, c'est tout excuser. That's my French accent. So, and it means to understand all is to pardon all. Uh huh. You know, everyone around you, you see the other, the other is you. You are the other. So. Well, interestingly, people can get very uh, caught up in trying to go through all of the self uh, definitions. 
Mm-hmm. And there is a, a difference. Um, in fact, da- uh, David Grayson said, contentment and indeed usefulness comes as the infallible result of great acceptance, great humilities, of not trying to conform to some dramatized version of ourselves. And as we're going through this, you know, that's part of having that calmness and accepting ourselves that way, not trying to dramatize so that we get result, you know, attention. And um, in that sense of attention, um, people are looking to what, quote unquote, improve themselves. I mean, there's a a big focus um, recently on self-improvement, and that seems to be everywhere. You know, people are talking about it, and they're they're reading about it, and they're really diving into that. But it's almost like um, improving a sand pile. You know, it moves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we don't know what that is in that sand pile, or what kind of sand is it, um, you know, we could be improving something that is not going to be very very foundational. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, we also think that when we look at other people, we see their highlights real. You know, that's all we see is all the good stuff. And we see success, but we don't realize that success is just a moment. Like there was a lot of preparation that went into having that success. And we don't look at the the be real or the bloopers or, you know, the low lights (laughs) or whatever they're called. You know, we just see all the highlights. And then if we use that to compare ourselves against that, it just messes with us. It's, you know, you can't compare yourself to anyone else. Um, and, and the other thing to know is that everybody's got a shadow side. Well, everything has shadow, including us. And the shadow is where we've kind of stuffed away the things that we don't want to look at. You know, it's the things that we've denied about ourselves or that we put on, you know, the, it's the things that we don't want to accommodate or accept about ourselves. And so uh, when we do that, we kind of make it untouchable, but it's still taking energy. It's just sucking up, you know, our space internally. So it's important that we really come to a place where we can express those areas. And a lot of times once we do, it's like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> well, it's like it having just... a big bag you carry around with you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, maybe at some point you're not going to be able to come down the chimney. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it's so big, you know. You haul it around, you know, pop the bubble and let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes that's hard. Yeah. And you know, it's one of those where um, we're basically trying to um, just in this conversation say it's it's a it's a heavy topic sometimes, and it's one that people it's difficult to talk about. I think. And accept that we are all different and we might not all be polished and we we haven't been able to take the time maybe to um, really sit and ponder our um, positives and negatives and pick up ourselves. You know, we're we're just all out there trying to keep busy and to do and and be in the improvement mode because that's what we're we're polishing. And that seems to be how people are accepting people too. Is oh, you're you're out there polishing. Okay, you know, I'll leave you alone. Um, you know, check back when you're all polished. <laughs> yeah, check back when you're perfect. Yeah, it's crazy. You cannot earn self acceptance. You can't work hard enough. Really, self acceptance is a state of grace. It's mm-hmm. just being that because anything other than that means you can never have it basically yeah so i mean it's it's one of those where do it at your own pace 
I mm-hmm. mean, take take this as an area that um, you really want to just you know, you know again, Albert Einstein. Once we accept our limits, we go beyond them, mm-hmm. and it's almost like, well, yes, everyone has their own limits, and they're all different. So we are all different, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. So it's really um, having a mindset. You know, and, and knowing the basics, you can go out and try new things, and you can be excited about things. You can have passion. You can um, basically take it so that um, from the standpoint of, and maybe there's a mix there where you're saying, okay, well, it's um, in one person's mind might be self-improvement, but it's really accepting yourself and saying, mm-hmm. okay, I have a good place to start. And these are the areas I'm working. Or that I'm focusing on. You know, it doesn't, yeah, it's like, you know, just even the idea that we have to work on ourselves Mm -hmm. makes it work, you know, it makes it heavy. So just saying, you know what, I'm going to love myself better today than I did yesterday. I'm going to love and accept myself. I'm going to unconditionally accept myself, you know, things like that. It just puts it into a state of right now, present tense awareness, and that's what it's really about. Now, that being said, some people can take it too far because if they go, oh, yeah, well, I'm totally fine like this. They, you know, if, um, if they are in that place, I love and accept myself and blah, 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 well, they may never get off their butt because they might decide that, that, that it's okay for them to just hang around and be complacent about their lives. Well, that's the you know, apathy. They stay, yeah, they get, they, they're apathetic and they stay stuck. And they're, um, you know, it's, it's, there's a fine line between self-acceptance and apathy. Mm-hmm. So you really have to be aware of your lifestyle choices and your habits and your energy and your character traits while being objective about the things that you might want to improve. So you want to find that sweet spot between self-acceptance and self-improvement. And that requires that you're honest and compassionate about who you are while acknowledging that nobody's perfect and that we can always do something to make ourselves the next best version of ourselves. So, Yeah. It's important. It's yeah, you know, it's something that is not going to have the same answer for one person versus another too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those kind of an ongoing uh, process. It's rather fun to talk about because it's like wearing different clothes. You know, people have different tastes, mm-hmm. and it can be interesting to see what someone would do with a certain shade of something of color. Or maybe they put all the colors in the whole bag together (laughs) (laughs) with all the patterns. And and then you get a real interesting effect. Mm -hmm. It's it's very individual. It is. It is. I was just working with someone uh, earlier this morning, a really early morning um, session where... Um, we were talking about what he wants to see for his life. And he has all these big dreams. He has these big goals. He's got these targets, which is all wonderful and admirable. And it's been uh, two years. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Finally today, I just said, do you love yourself enough to have the discipline to transform your life? Do you accept who you are in this moment so that you don't have to keep replaying the past? Can you just start with who you are right now and love that person? It floored him. It stopped him cold. It was like I hit him in the face of the frying pan. <laughs> just, he just didn't even know what to think. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, but you know, it's you can't keep replaying old patterns and get new results. Uh-huh. So at some point, you've got to say, that's it. This is who I am now. Doesn't matter how I got here. Doesn't matter that, you know, I'm not happy with who I was in that moment, you know, 10 years ago or 20 years ago or even five minutes ago. It's like, here's who I am right now. So this is it. I'm going to, I'm going to love and, you know, I'm going to deal with myself from here. <laughs> you know, I am going to accept who I am in this moment. And it doesn't matter that I just snapped at somebody or that I was snarky at the grocery clerk or, you know, that I was cranky with that person or whatever. Cause I've heard all these things, you know, people are like, Oh, well, I'm a bad person because I did this and that doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Maybe that person needed to be shocked out of their experience too. Like we're all trying to help each other. None of us wants to hurt each other. So, you know, really, I mean, unless you're, there's, an issue but you know really we're here to help each other so no matter what happens in the bigger picture it's always good for somebody always mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so just and be yourself <laughs> one of the the ways that um and we've been focusing on different types of meditation too i was um noticing there's one that's called the loving kindness um meditation and that's that's really you know finding something that you relate to that's that's the whole key there and um i think we're going to need to wrap up here yeah we've um, got a few minutes we've got yeah we've got four minutes so like what should we say what's the biggest takeaway around self-acceptance that people um can use right now what would you say it is lightning round look in the mirror and say i love you Mm. do they have to look at their eyes when they do it or can they just like you know, shout. I think you should you know. be awake. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is the whole point of everything, isn't it? <laughs> ah, that's funny. <laughs> and really, you know, I, I, I love the, 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 it's called LKM, loving kindness meditation, because you're really going through a systematic four step process. You're directing your loving. I mean, this is that same set of words, you know, the key words of, you know, love and compassion and forgiving yourself. You start with, you know, these different relations and uh, yourself is one that most people forget. And so you start with, you know, you work through, you know, yourself, your loved ones, people, you know, possibly that you have a conflict with and maybe somebody that you haven't ever met, you smile at them. But you you do this kind of process where you're going through and it will actually help change the structure and function of your brain because you're you're going through and and you know me I'm on onto systems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it helps to have some way of going through something in a regular way because then it builds a habit. And I think that's the part that is building habits that actually help you to you know, get through the stuck moments where you you might not be able to get through possibly um, in looking in the mirror. I mean, maybe you get distracted and you see a hair out of whack or something. But, you know, it's good to be able to move past that. I almost see it like what you just described. I almost see it like as a bullseye where the outer ring are the strangers and people you judge just because you see them in the media or whatever, you know, you read it, you see them on a magazine cover or whatever. And then there's the people, the next ring in is the people that you have conflict or tension or, you know, there's bad blood of some sort, something you got to work through, some forgiveness there. And it doesn't matter if they're, you know, here on the planet anymore or not, you know, that, that still has to be resolved for you, even if they've passed on to, you know, another place. But um, so anyway, so there's the, the outer ring is 
is strangers. The next ring in is people that you have an issue with. Then you've got the people who are your, your loved ones, your friends and your family. And then finally, you are at the center of your own loving, kind meditation. Mm-hmm. That's, That's totally makes much sense. It. Yeah, I mean, throw the dart at it. <laughs> <laughs> Whee! Right. There you go. Well, you know, this, you know, the whole, this whole show, Mighty Gems is really about um, exploring daily life and finding the gems in it, focusing on who you are and your personal values. Even if you just think they might have a value in your life or with others, you really recognize that. Explore, prospect the world around you to find the mighty gems that are in your world right now. So it, it, they might even, they might be polished, they might be unpolished. Um, it, it's either way, it doesn't matter. You've got gems in the world all around you. So take the time to explore those, to uh, find them within yourself and others. And, uh, and just, you know, connect with yourself, connect with nature, connect with other people. These, when you're doing this in presence, when you're grounded with one insight, one choice and one action at a time, you change your world. That's what it's all about. Get, and, be a mighty gem. <laughs> and Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time. Yeah. And that's when we say, start the journey today mm-hmm. and at this moment. Because basically, um, you know, Buddha also said in the sky, there's no distinction between east and west. There's no, no road signs up there. <laughs> you know, people create distinct, distinctions in their own minds, and then they believe them to be true. So, just be careful what you believe. And when you're looking in the mirror and looking at your self-acceptance, love yourself. And you're okay. You're, you're a beautiful being. Join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m., Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thank you for joining us and have a great weekend. Thank you for joining Dee Lee for Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.